0: I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die historic on the Fury Road.
1: Welcome to the Mad Max Minute H20. That's our go in Mad Max Fury Road one minute at a time. I'm Rick.
0: And I'm Julia. And
1: today we're talking about Minute 35, which begins with Max demanding water, and it ends with the Dag trying to pass off her bolt cutters to Furiosa. Joining us again to help us analyze liquid flow dynamics are Karen, Liz, and Caitlin.
2: Hey, what's going on?
3: Hey, thanks for having us back. Hello, I'm Liz. (laughs) <laughs> and caitlin
2: I'm, and, and i'm karen and liz so and
3: liz and liz i don't
4: like going first <laughs> i'm john block
2: you might remember us from the other episode that we kind of troubled
1: <laughs> which one was that and there's the been other. a few <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> so when we wrapped on monday we were in a super tense situation where max was holding the wives and furiosa at gunpoint and he was getting pretty jealous of the fact that they had a hose of water and so here at the top of minute 35 he growls out the word water
0: which feels very maxian
4: it's very max like
0: it's maxian a word i'm not sure, sure but yeah it is now it's yeah. like
3: what would max say if he wanted water Water. water yep yeah. that's it <laughs> nailed
1: it
0: and there have been other times in this movie so far where mostly in voiceover he's done a lot of talking that has felt not maxian so this does feel like a bit of a return
1: max is not the kind of guy that would walk into this situation and tip an invisible hat and say pardon me my ladies may i partake of that water and they would say no because you're creepy
2: oh instead he slinks up behind their truck throws a war boy to the ground like Thor does the cup, and it's like, another!
0: (laughs) It does yield results, though. Yeah.
2: Sure, I would find that distracting. Like, that would be something that would get my attention. I'm not quite so jaded yet that, you know.
4: (laughs) I mean, it's a pretty straightforward situation. It's true. Dude shows up, points his gun, water.
2: It's a simple story. (laughs) boy meets water. Boy throws more boys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Profit
1: and water. there's an interesting thing that's going on here Ang Herod is the bold wife but she still checks with Furiosa to make sure that it's okay to give this stranger with a gun water because at the end of the day Furiosa is technically calling the shots and she is the head security advisor in this situation so as bold as Ang Herod is she's like hey Furiosa what's the play here and Furiosa gives her the nod do it
3: I know I said this in the last minute, and so now I'm sounding like I'm taking it back. But I almost feel like this is like, do I have to go over there and bring him this water? Because she definitely is, like, scared. I feel like she's kind of made her stand, but now it's like, oh, you actually want me to, like, go over to this crazy mother lover with his... (laughs) Trucker. Mother trucker with his big gun (laughs) and his weird... I don't even know what his mm. <laughs> bracelet war boy.
4: <laughs> no, I, I mean, at the same time, even a leader like needs someone to check in with, needs an advisor, needs someone, needs a tactic. Furiosa is the one with the tactics. Furiosa is the one who's been out in the world, and you can trust more to read a situation and to read a person. So a threat appears like Max and Harrod. It, it makes sense for her to sort of look over at Furiosa.
2: It also gives us, like, if you don't know any of the supplemental information, so you're not reading any of the comics, or if, you know, for some reason you were foolish and decided not to read the Mad Max Wiki while watching Fury Road, (laughs) or say, having the subtitles on, which I completely suggest you do if you have not done so already. There's a lot of Australian slang in this that I do not know, and there's a lot of mumbling. I mean, we barely make out that he says the word water. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it says something about their relationship with Furiosa that they do kind of defer to her. You know, that she is not someone that they're afraid of, but someone that that they trust. Right. She's not just an authority figure. She's there to, to help
4: them. She's their guide.
2: Yeah. It feels very relatable and very
0: real world that Angharad is able to and has the chutzpah to stand there defiantly and shut off that water and physically stand up to this person who is threatening her but to then take another brave step to step forward and walk up to him needs a little bit more of a push
1: yeah that's a good because you're brave
0: enough to do one thing doesn't mean you're brave enough to do another thing
1: she can speak up and be oh we're not going back and you're not getting any of this water and then he demands it And she's like, Furios, I just did this thing where I turned off the water and I said we're not going back and now he wants me to go over there. It's like, what do I do?
3: (laughs) I don't want to send him any mixed signals. Yeah.
1: I don't want him to think that I'm just being nice to him because I don't want him to misinterpret that.
3: I only have experience with one other guy. He's kind of an asshole. I just don't want to send these messages. (laughs) Please help. You just freed me. Please don't let this be a thing.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So we're paused over here at... Second nine. And just in case anybody is wondering, the actresses have said in interviews it was cold that day.
0: Ha. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so the elephant in the room in second nine is the nipples. <laughs> <laughs> These drive me nuts. Me too.
3: Like nipples These, just
0: in general no, or just this okay. particular pair. Because Zoe Kravitz oh, on okay. the Wait, Lenny Kravitz is yeah, was his daughter.
2: No, and it's a bonnet, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which you can totally now hold on, hold on. I'm completely is, captivated. She was the oldest daughter on the Cosby show.
3: Mm. I never watched the Cosby oh show. Oh my god, oh. I'm ancient.
2: Please continue with your point. <laughs> <laughs> Zoe Kravitz on the supplemental material
0: spoke a little bit about having some input on what her outfit was going to be like. She didn't want it to be as skimpy and revealing as some of the other ones. So she wanted to wear more or less a t-shirt and whatever bottoms she is or isn't wearing because she wanted to be covered up a little bit more. And then she ends up like this. Yeah, awkward. Just not sure that this is more modest than what the other women are wearing. I do appreciate that it's different though. Mm. Each woman is wearing something unique. Right. Helps to tell us something about their personality.
1: And I think it also tells us that they are really just working with what they could scrape together. You definitely get the sense that Joe is not the kind of person that would give them a lot of options when it comes to things that they can wear, because they are things there for his purpose. And so he wouldn't say, send his war boys out to raid a clothing store or something like that. Craft town. Yeah. I think
3: they're usually like Ferengi women. They just naked all the time, probably.
1: And so they gathered up what material they could. This is probably just the bedsheets that they had in the harem itself. And they've repurposed them to be real clothing. You don't think they would
3: be
0: well-dressed?
3: No. I think they would actually be probably naked.
0: I can definitely see that, that they wouldn't have any clothing at all. I do like the idea that these are bedsheets fashioned into some sort of clothing.
1: Because you look at how Angharad is dressed, and sure, from the front it looks like an actual dress, but as she passes the camera, yeah, you can like, see that it's tied in the back and really bunched around as if it's thrown together.
0: It does look like a bed sheet. I like the comparison to Ferengis, whose women just walk around naked. It's their natural state.
4: Mother, why are you wearing clothes? It's embarrassing.
0: <laughs> My mind goes quickly to harems as we know them from like... oh uh, The Arabian Nights Thank or you, something. from the Arabian Nights... The women are beautifully dressed like Jasmine in Aladdin. Clothing like that. Not necessarily that style, but beautifully dressed.
3: <laughs> yeah, really, why aren't these well women wearing those for? great MC Hammer drop crotch
2: well, uh, yeah, trousers? Well,
1: yeah, be cool and comfortable. They're well, literally I mean, they're... called harem pants. Yes,
2: yeah, they are. But I mean, is like, the balancing? idea at that point is, is it's not just that you have women, it's that they're beautifully attired. But in this world, they're perfect. There's not a defect on them.
0: Except the scars that Joe gave, him him, gave yeah. them himself.
2: Yeah, except for Angharad's except for facial face. scars. But I mean, I can see why Immortan Joe wouldn't want to give them a lot of clothing if their value isn't in what he can give them, but is in the fact that they're genetically pure, for lack of a better I, yeah, term. Yeah, I think that's spot then, on. Then they wouldn't have a lot of clothing. But yeah, what is up with the marks on her face? Like, they're so sharp and clearly defined that it almost makes me think of, like, a razor blade was taken to her, but there's no discernible pattern that I can see. We stopped at uh, second 26. and You get a really good front face shot of Angharad, and she has on her right side of her face. Yeah, I don't know what the
3: deal is there.
4: We can take guesses based on what we know of them, what their personalities are. Angharad is not quite so brazen as, say, the Dag, but she still stands tall. She's still has a power unto herself, and it's clear, like, it's apparent just from her bearing and from the way she interacts with people, I'm sure at some point that rubbed Immortan Joe the wrong way. And that's enough for someone like Joe to lash out.
2: Considering what he wears for body armor, he could have just maybe backhanded her
4: once. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I if was thinking. If he's got a
1: gauntlet or some sort of thing that he wears that's covered in old metals or bottle caps or something like that, a lot of small, sharp edges, one thrash with that across the forehead would probably cause some weird scarring like this, and yeah, they don't man. have Neosporin, so all it's going to scar.
3: All I can think of is those scrubbing pads, you know, that you use on dishes. Um, what like is a it? Brillo, oh, like Brillo pad? pad? No, but what is it called? Um, scouring pad?
4: Scouring something Oh, steel wool. Steel
3: wool, that's it, thanks. I don't know why anyone would take steel wool to someone's face, but uh, that's actually, what makes this me is, think of. This is
2: the reason why you shouldn't use Mr. Clean magic erasers on your skin, no.
3: Uh, No, you actually shouldn't, because the reason that they work is because they have little shards of metal in them. So my aunt told this story one holiday or other about a friend of hers like getting sharpie on her face and like using (gasps) a magic eraser and having to go to the hospital and i was like how dumb do you need to be to not realize that that's not a good idea
2: yeah the magic eraser
3: isn't literally magic which means it's either working through something sharp and pointy or something chemical that you don't want on your skin what are you doing
1: it's essentially really fine sandpaper
3: (laughs) my understanding is that there's some kind of Involved, yes. yeah, magic. It's magic. magic, it's like alchemy,
4: obviously. Me- me- I believe <laughs> no, it's alchemy melamine, science.
2: melamine foam. foam. Yes,
4: melamine foam.
2: There you go, that's something yeah. you can Google.
4: Yeah, that tell your friends,
2: Vegemite. Something you said, <laughs> right?
1: So, Liz, it's interesting that you bring up the idea of standing tall because as we're looking at Herod here at second 26, her head is pitched down. Hmm. And she's looking not at Max but at the gun. So it tells me that she's recognizing the danger of the situation and realizing that she needs to adopt a somewhat submissive pose.
4: She's definitely being cautious here. I would think any of the women in the scene, but in this world, in this sort of society that Immortan Joe has, like you learn who to defer to, and the dude with the gun is definitely someone you you want to like. For all they know, he's just like Joe. So keep your head down, at least like play the submissive one and just, you know, avoid getting shot.
1: And I don't know how much they are aware of how things work in the Citadel, but the reason Max is wearing the mask is because he's described as a raging feral and he needs to stay muzzled at all times. So if they know anything about the rule of thumb in the Citadel... They will know, okay, not only is this guy stumbling upon us, he's chained to a war boy, he's wearing a muzzle. So instantly, those things all just add up to say, okay, this guy is especially dangerous. We don't know what he's going to do because he's not stable.
2: But she doesn't approach him the way that we would classically approach someone in... We, like I've ever done this. (laughs) Oh,
1: yeah, like we did the other weekend, yeah.
2: But, you know, you have people who approach other people with firearms, and they're specifically... Their hands are away from their body, and they're... uh, right? You you put your sure. hands up. And now admittedly, we've already got the giant shot of her pregnant belly. So we know she's dealing with a little bit of a different like set of physics than any of the other wives or even Furiosa. But she doesn't keep her arms away from the main part of her body. It's almost like maybe she's been around violence before and isn't quite That's as okay, okay, like trying to talk her way out of it. Just she's... Not resigned isn't the word I'm looking for, but neither is comfortable, but somewhere in between.
4: She's had a gun pointed at her before, probably. Oh, yeah. Well, the look on her face in this is also a pretty
3: resigned look, I yeah. would say. Mm. I like the look we're getting at Max's uh, sweet bracelet.
2: Oh, the one that's, that's all rope?
3: Yeah. It's like one of those paracord mm. bracelets that you like, you know, exactly whip off if you need to climb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty cool.
0: The thing I've thought of before about this paracord bracelet is that those are really hard to put back together. Once you pull the paracord. So has he never used it before? Or does he know how to put it back together? How to reweave it back Probably into both. a bracelet? Yeah. He has a lot of time on his hands. Yeah, that does seem really quite reasonable that he would know how to put it back.
4: You know who would know how to put it back? The people of Craft Town.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be us in the post-apocalyptic world. We are going to be... And we're going to have to say it like they do in the... Uh, you've seen the rated G300... Trailer, right? It's like old internet. And it was just like,
3: This is Cake
2: Town! That would have to say
4: it, but it'll be like, This is. Craft Town. I mean, I feel like I've in a in one of our previous appearances. I must have gotten over my apocalyptic plan by. Now.
1: Oh yeah, yes, yeah. you have. We are well aware that I... you are going to become a post-apocalyptic chainmail
4: weaver. Yes, thank you. See, I think Craft Town
2: is is already. Uh... Did I have my book though when we talked about it last time?
1: Oh yeah, the book that with, you bought chain used to have a chain.
2: Yeah. All right. Craft <laughs> Town will have surgery, which will maybe have some sterile method.
4: Maybe a little. Just do it like the Romans did and hold the instruments over the fire for a bit.
2: In a warming <laughs> drawer. Yeah. Is, that, is that how we think they warmed you the speculum? Warm up that,
1: yeah. You a warming warm drawer. The, the, yeah. What do you call it?
4: Yeah. Speculum. No. no! I know that you didn't want to be the one to say it, Rick. Well, I... He doesn't know what I it is. I <laughs> don't have
1: experience with it. <sighs>
0: He has no idea what it is. Well, Rick, uh,
3: basically what it is, <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. Uh, it's like reverse, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like a little tube that they put into the vagina. It looks but like a little then, gun. Is it, it the thing that is, looks like, like a duck? Yeah. It yeah. Yeah, yeah. is, is the duck it, thing. It, it props open your, your hoo-ha.
2: Beyond, Beyond not what not is be natural confused, or comfortable. Yeah, not to be confused with the pear, which is a medieval torture device, and it goes in the back way. In the butt, in the butt. What's this hashtag butt? What's you never hair? heard of this? The- no, I don't
4: know this either. This okay. was, this was, yeah, it was a torture device. Uh, it was called
2: the, I believe it was the anal pair. Some people sure, like yeah.
4: butt play. Okay, so no, let's you talk. Know yeah. this is. Uh... What's the deal?
2: Well, imagine a speculum that opens in several directions and then continues to open regardless.
4: Yeah, no, it was. Uh... You would die
2: of internal bleeding.
0: Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. You well, that's the Which idea. is low and painful. Yes. Damn
0: near
2: rectum. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I am so proud of myself right now.
3: Oh, no. (laughs) You can see that, Karen.
2: Somebody give me a high five. No. Thank you. Oh, that was terrible. Yeah. That was a little
3: better. (laughs) It was still pretty bad. I'm
2: so chuffed.
4: Uh, Oh, God. God. Anyway. We earned
2: this drink.
1: So, and Karen gives the water to Matt. <laughs> and he is very grabby. Yeah. She holds out the hose, and he snatches it.
4: Well, it's a very desperate situation here.
1: It's really tense for
4: everybody. Plus, the way she opens the
2: valve just enough so that a little bit of water comes out oh, is like... True. It's almost like she's messing with A him, little like, drop eh. tease. <laughs> Do you really want it? Mm, yeah, Give me the water! And he has her turn around. And is Are that you, just you- a safety measure so that, like...
4: I think he just wants her to go away from him.
1: No, it's absolutely a safety measure because he wants to use her, A, as a human shield, but also B, as an insurance thing. Like, no one's going to make a move if she's, like, right in front of that shotgun because he doesn't need to have good aim or anything, in Which theory. is
0: good because he only has one hand left after holding up the gun, and there is the lever on the hose that he needs to open, and he struggles to do so. You can picture it because they don't really show it, but he's, like... You know, pushing it against his leg, trying to get that lever open. And while doing so, the gun
2: kind of wanders a little.
1: But he found the marble in the oatmeal, and so now he gets to drink from the fire hose.
2: Yes! I'm so excited for a UHF! Reverence! It makes (laughs) me so happy!
1: (laughs) I don't know if there is a dignified way to drink from a fire hose. No. But this is not it. Because no. he's just <laughs> shoving it in his face and just... It's you War Garble
2: Dog. You guys have seen the War Garble Dog, right? This um. is like Mad Max is the War Garble Dog. <laughs> yes. It's a dog drinking out of like a lawn sprinkler. And it's just, his mouth is open, and the water is just cascading past the dog. And someone made it into one of those accessories, so it's like the word, and then there's like a tiny phrase, and it says, Wah-ah-ah-ah. and then the smaller part underneath is, again, but in smaller text. <laughs> it is one of the things on the internet that when I am in a bad way, if I'm in a bad mood or I'm having a terrible day, is one of those jokes on the internet where literally no one gets hurt. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. So it's just oh. evergreen and wonderful, the, yeah. the war garble dog, and Max is now... The war garble (laughs) dog.
0: This definitely brings me back to my childhood of drinking from the hose. (laughs) Why did we think that
2: was a good idea?
0: No water ever tasted better than than from the hose water. You know
2: why? Because it was always so cold.
0: Yes, it was cold. And my favorite thing to do was basically what Max is doing, is just stick the thing in your mouth and
2: let it overflow. And now... Would never. I don't even like drinking out of water fountains, <laughs> which I almost called a bubbler.
4: The regionalism. Uh, so <laughs> Here's more garble. We're gonna. We're, someone's gonna share that on the. Yeah, group, right? that's
1: that's got to get on the Mad Max yeah, minute see, beyond I'll microphone. Right now. Okay. If
2: you can somehow up, find, find a way to like merge the two images, oh, power to you. Oh, he can. <laughs>
3: yes. No,
0: this is it. Just take this screenshot. It's it's
2: second
0: 40. why
2: He's having so- this this movie, I mean, granted, all Mad Max movies are Max's is terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. But in <laughs> particular,
4: it also reminds This me- one takes the cake. Yeah. yeah it's a pretty at least bad day. Until the next so far. This shot does remind me of um, in the last Super Bowl. Where there would just be someone who would walk up, and you know, if a player needed water or a Gatorade or whatever, if they needed those electrolytes, they just hold still, and like that assistant had just perfect aim, just whoosh, right through the great, like the the grill of the yeah,
1: with uh, a little yes. squeeze bottle.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that position has existed for a long time, but all of a sudden he made it on screen on television yeah. during the Super Bowl. Yeah, so everybody now knows he exists. Oh,
4: the one, the the one that I, where I first noticed it and was absolutely delighted was a woman. Yes. Yes. Just like, there you go. Look at that. You have your moment of... war <laughs>
1: normal, as it were. When we saw Nux on Monday, he was very much out of it, I think is a kind way to put it. And as Max is spraying the fire hose into <laughs> his face, the water is going everywhere. And some of it splashes on Nux's head as he's lying there. And his head rolls to one side. Giving us a little hint. Okay, maybe he's not fully dead. Maybe he's just mostly dead. Mostly dead. I'm
3: not dead. dead yet. Yes, you are. You'll be stone dead in a moment. <laughs> he kind of like recoils from the water, which makes me wonder, like, in a world where there is not a lot of water, would the feeling of being splashed in that manner be completely foreign? And would you like naturally be like,
4: ugh? No, I can't. Im- I feel like your body would respond well to it because it kind of wants that. But I, I-, I don't necessarily think he's recoiling from it. I think it's just it's he stirs, you know?
3: The life-giving properties of water.
2: Well, yes. I, I like it if the if the wives were using that water to purify themselves to wash the stain. <gasps> of the Lord and
4: this is Knox's baptism.
2: So, yeah, no, I mean he's like the fact that he pulls away from it, even if it's just subconscious. Mm. Oh. He is still oh, fully suddenly my indoctrinated. idea is not so dumb.
4: don't <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, okay. get,
2: Caitlin, Caitlin up high. No, it's
3: okay, Karen. But it Karen all... says it better. Well, no kidding. <laughs>
4: She uses those those fancy... She makes beautiful metaphors and things. ...man's inhumanity to man.
1: So once Max has had his fill, his next task on his to-do list for that day is to be detached from Nux. And so he doesn't so much say anything as much as grab the end of his chain (laughs) and hold it out. Because he saw them clipping off those padlocks during Monday's minute, and he is super jelly of those bolt cutters. And he's like, hey... Let's get cut.
2: My days as a priest son are numbered.
3: So the thing is, is like when I first watched this, I was completely confused by it. Like I thought that someone had grabbed him by the thing because it, he almost like jerks himself back with the like power of his own. And it's like, dude, there wasn't a better way to get this message across. They're like, oh, look what he's doing to himself. Imagine what he's going to do to us. <laughs> like, you're not helping your cause, bro. It's just
4: very Crazy energetic emphatic he's very emphatic
3: also he must be sweating his bottom off in whatever terrible thing that is he's
0: wearing yeah it looks like a thermal shirt yeah like why are you wearing under armor dude bad choice why is there even a thermal shirt in australia ever hey they have winter
1: yeah (laughs) if it drops below on fire (laughs) That's California. (laughs) I'm trying to, I I can't think in Celsius, I can only think in Fahrenheit, but if it ever drops below, like, 40 degrees Fahrenheit, they shut down and go into hibernation because it's just too cold. Oh, like like Florida. Yeah. Also
2: in a desert, you know, most of the there's nothing there to...
4: It gets very
1: cool, yeah. Oh, really
4: cold at night. night. The other thing is that they probably want to make sure his circulation keeps flowing and you want to keep him warm, don't you? Keep that blood flowing, Karen?
2: He's got no blood left? So one of the things that I'm kind of... So we're, we're at what? We're at second 56. And one of the things I'm looking at as I'm once again looking at Furiosa's asymmetrical ruching, which still drives me crazy, <laughs> is I'm wondering if there was a conscious costuming decision probably, to have her be three quarters truck and one quarter wife.
4: Mm, Ooh, yes. I like that. I would expect that the... And if the ruching at the top was was meant to be evocative of evoc- yeah exactly like it was to visually connect her to the wives and to her past.
2: But is it like a damage meter of how much humanity she has left? Is that too is that a too far a road to hoe?
4: I don't think you're necessarily far off because I would think that the intention was to show that she's she's very much steeped in the war boy culture as an imperator, but she still has. Yeah, humanity.
2: Yeah, 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 humanity. Also, it's really I mean, unfair that she is that attractive with a buzz cut. I
4: She know. has a very shapely head. She does. She's got a great head.
0: I was looking at some up-close shots of her face earlier in the movie, and with no makeup and this black grease all over her face and no hair to speak of, Charlize Theron is a stunning woman. Mm. She is, has, she's just so beautiful. On the idea of her outfit being three-quarters truck and one-quarter woman, the grease on her forehead, it's pretty full coverage at the moment. As we wear on in the movie, it starts to wear off. She starts to, for lack of a better term, soften a little bit. Her humanity starts to show through a little bit more. But then, as she's prepping to go through the canyon and she's got more fight ahead of her, she freshens up the grease paint on her forehead, she turns herself back into more percentage of trucker than human. Mm. So Uh, I really like that idea.
1: We don't want to say that people who are truckers are not human. (laughs) Just in this instance, Furiosa's got two personas. She's got her Imperator persona and her Liberator persona. She's going from Liberator back to Imperator. Max has indicated that he wants the chain cut, and so... The Dag has been standing there with these bolt cutters, and her first instinct is to hand off the bolt cutters to Furiosa because she sure as heck isn't going over there with the crazy muzzled guy. Not going to happen.
0: I'm kind of surprised at that. She's pretty ballsy, the Dag.
1: She's yeah, got a lot of talk.
4: She's very blunt and straightforward in a lot of ways, and I'm sure like that would still count here where she's just looking at that. She's like, nope, like I'm not doing that. Oh, I don't yeah. think
1: she wants to leave Cheeto. Like At this moment... Sure, the Dag could do it, but she's more focused on, okay, I need to stay here and I need to be with Cheeto because Cheeto is freaking out.
0: Which is very sisterly and nice to see that even though they've lived this horrendous slash luxurious life...
1: Like a semi-charmed kind of life. Uh,
0: Thank you. ...that they have (laughs) formed bonds with each other. And those bonds have helped them survive and probably helped to drive them to this point.
3: I kind of think too, though, is it sort of maybe sets the precedent because like Cheeto is the one who sort of turns traitor, right?
1: She's the one that kind of turns chicken, I'd say.
3: Yeah. Well, the idea of sticking by whomever is going to most effectively protect her. And in this moment, the closest thing is the dag. But then later it's going back to the relative safety and comfort
1: that she knew. Mm. She's young. The actress was born in
3: 1996. Oh, God. Why did you tell me that? <laughs> Maybe. What was she, like 13 in this movie then? How old was she in this movie? 19?
1: 19. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Zoe Kravitz is the oldest wife. She was born in 88. And then Harid and the Dag were both in 1987. And Wait. Capable was 1986?
0: Well, then that would make Capable the oldest. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes.
4: That's how math works. <laughs> Mad math minute.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, okay, sorry. <laughs> Par cool. for the course. There are five of them.
3: <laughs> that's, good. that's good math.
0: They now, four Richard, now you know how Mr. Bennett feels. Is that, was that Jane Austen? Oh, yeah. That's, a Jane that's, a, that's deep reference.
4: That was a deep Regency cut right there. Not in our house. Oh. It's a pretty surface cut. Oh, I see. Okay.
2: So, so I, I, I just the dad is giving Furiosa the the person. People, she's not wearing her prosthetic. Which, how is she gonna use the
0: dude? Pulpit? She could do it one handed. She's Furiosa. That is true. Okay, so I can tell you how she how she would do it because I used to do this. I used to work at a retail store. We would oh. receive shipments. So one of my jobs was you have to cut the bolts because you have to witness the bolt being cut. Witness, and witness, witness me.
3: <laughs> so is this movie about you? <laughs>
0: Yes, Shiny it is.
2: Girl.
3: Are they going to uh, Xenia on atop it and throw it between her thighs or something? So
0: I'm, you know, I'm just a girl. I'm not strong enough to cut the bolt. So I would take half the bolt and put it. This is really bad. I used to get bruises. I would put oh, it yeah. on my chest bone.
4: Yes. And then
0: take the other half and just yank it towards myself as yes. hard as I could and okay. pop the bolts. No problem. I did have bruises on my chest. Sure, whatever. But that bolt got cut.
4: Yeah, that's probably how I'd do it, too, actually. I couldn't think of it. Yeah,
0: and I did it with two hands, because I had two hands, but you could do it with one hand that way.
2: I would find some way to... Because my legs are stronger than my upper body. Mm, so yeah. 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 Yeah,
3: yeah. I think I would go for the legs, too. I cert- well,
0: that'd be we quite the you? gymnastics. I, I, I would actually <laughs> probably
3: just use my arms, but...
0: So if you were in this situation, you would ask Max to lay down on the ground so that you could use your legs to... To squeeze the bolt cutters? Uh,
2: yeah, that's, that's, that's how they that <laughs> Excuse yes. me, Mr, Mr. Max, could you just lie down? <laughs> With your pillow lips behind the clothes. That's actually kind of interesting. I, I mean, <laughs> yes? No, 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 I'm just thinking of like... Yeah, you're right, wasting those which, lips. In which women have their face covered, and it's usually mm. that part of their mouth that's covered, and then in this instance,
4: we have the women showing
2: much more skin than Max, and Max is...
4: Max is. Hmm.
0: I like that. I don't think that's ever been said before. That's a good point. In all the minutes that Max has been wearing this veil over his face,
4: I also um now like seeing this minute over again. Furiosa's belt. I, want them. I think it's actually but, a fanny pack. Well, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Like, one of those, like,
3: really gross, like, leather fringed ones. I mean, kind
4: of literally, depending on, uh, uh the National oh, of, Because of where it's hanging. Uh, well, I wonder if that's
2: intentional, right?
4: Yes. It is absolutely a reference to the Chastity Belts. Yeah. It's absolutely. It's just a reinvention of it. Because the Chastity Belts themselves, they have that same, the cult of the the What's It logo. V8. Thank you.
0: Oh, see, I was thinking more Citule. of... Kilts. And what's Mm, the thing that they wear? I can't remember what that is. There's a name for it. Yes.
1: It's a sporin.
0: Yes, a sporin. Yes, a
4: neosporin.
0: So would this be a neosporin because it's new age? Yes,
1: if Burios's belt was a sporin and it was created in a neo type age, then it would be a neosporin.
0: Well, my day is made. I'm glad we were here. Are you
1: satisfied? Yes. Are you not entertained?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Down. <laughs> because rictus is wearing a similar sporin out of a doll head.
2: I was so convinced that was a skewed baby.
4: Face. I wanted that to be a baby face.
0: I am so happy that that is disproved because we were chatting off mic about that, and I was truly disturbed by that imagery. Yeah,
4: sorry. I mean, well, I'm going
0: to go home and read the comics now,
4: just to solidify that it is not yes a baby face.
0: I am less creeped out by a house full of baby dolls than human <laughs> taxidermy.
2: Yeah, I was so off my I was wondering whether or not the disarticulated skull of <laughs> his neck. And I was told I was wrong, but my head can...
4: Totally babyface. That's totally fair. Face. On his belt. Yeah. It's how, it's how he honors them. All the way down. Honors and claims them.
2: Yep. He's witnessing them.
4: Yeah, though also making it about him because that's what he does. So a sporran
0: is distinctly masculine in Scottish culture, But a chastity belt is distinctly feminine. So what Furiosa is wearing is it... A masculine Sporin, or is it a feminine chastity belt representation?
1: Well, I think we should nip it in the bud that it is just a metal emblem hanging from a bell. I'm gonna see if I can
0: then it's a sporin. Yeah.
1: pause it. Yeah. Well, no, it's just sporin, saying. There's no... Couch.
0: Yes, a yeah, Sporin is put, a, it's like a There's man no purse. pouch. There's
1: you no pouch. There's no put pouchish qualities. Purse. It is a metal emblem attached to the belt with little dangly chains at the bottom. Purely decorative, there's no function to this thing, unless it's got a bottle opener on it. It
3: definitely does strike me as being closer to the chastity belt, though, than to a sporin.
2: It's like the chains they hang from signs to let you know if your truck is too large to go under an incoming bridge.
0: Can I make a quick comment about the ruching on her humanity portion? It bothers me because it looks like her right side boob, it looks like the shirt is just caught on her boob instead of falling smoothly over so i just like i just want to straighten it out for her
1: <laughs> with a shirt like this you're almost bound to have it be moved around and wrinkled yeah. and whatnot because she wears the harness over it all of the time one yeah. of the major reasons that we're noticing it now is because her prosthetic is hanging from the rearview mirror over there
0: it's like in high school i wore my backpack around and like my shirt would my in the back would like work itself up by the backpack I hated that
4: right and so with Furiosa the two things to keep in mind is that one the aforementioned harness for the prosthetic and two the fact that when she's in the truck her right hand is going to be moving a lot because she's shifting gears and yeah, it has worked its way up her shoulder yeah and three
3: I'm guessing she's not too concerned with fashion
4: no no no, she's not going to straighten it out. Yeah. I mean, I suspect that that fabric, you know, the fact that the wives are wearing it, th- this has got to be some, some rare, nice material. I mean, the fact that it's also white, or at least probably was white to begin with, or is, or, or very light colored.
1: It's as white as it can be, considering they just drove through a sandstorm.
4: Yeah, so imagine what it was like when they were still living in their little, their little bubble. Yeah. I wonder if it's natural. That's what I'm thinking. That's why I started to say white and then I stopped and I looked at it. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's what it is, is that it's unbleached cotton.
2: Because they have the green. They have, they can plant. They grow cotton? A certain amount of cotton.
4: Yeah. Well, it is the fabric of our
0: lives. Aww. Linen is also made from plants, right? Flax. This has
4: been your fabric <laughs> 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 Yes.
0: Linen would be more comfortable in this environment. Lighter. Yeah. Cotton can be, yes, it's the fabric of our lives,
4: but... Like that's just clever marketing.
0: Yeah, it can be quite uncomfortable.
4: But just
3: it. think about all the extra things you could make with cotton, like cotton balls and Q-tips. I'm
2: looking at how they're living though, and I'm thinking that level of personal hygiene is not real high. Up.
3: You're gonna tell me these guys don't have Q-tips? They do not. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> how do they live? Well, that's why they're shouting all the time. They've ruptured their eardrums. <laughs> <It's all laughs> yeah, because
0: they've
3: wax. Well, it's because they've been using something much worse than Q-tips to try to get it out, probably. Cool.
0: They may not have <laughs> They may not have Q tips, but they probably do have feminine hygiene products.
1: You think? You don't mm. you think they're you they're don't not, think they're just kind of I doubt free they're bleeding? free bleeders.
4: No, yeah. I mean that's something that's always existed in, you know, throughout history. Like they, they Yeah, know. but you figure they probably have like the big rewashable cotton I mean probably the wives, yeah. Things. There are other yeah. there are other women in this world. Who
0: I suspect the other women who are not Privileged like these women are free bleeders. Oh,
2: yeah. They, I couldn't know. Have water. They yeah. don't even have the, like, water is so scarce. How we I mean,
4: hmm.
3: I actually wonder how many of these women actually are menstruating to begin with.
4: That's a fair question. Because. Because they're malnourished, probably. Right, well,
3: and I, I think of almost like uh, what's that?
4: Ooh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just keep going. You're doing. What's great. that
3: movie with Clive Owens? Children of Children men? of Men.
1: Yeah, it's another like, post-apocalyptic. I
3: kind one. of wonder if like the lack of water and the lack of resources and
4: all this stuff has the led to radiation.
3: Yeah, well, because like there's a reason why Morton Joe or whatever is boinking these girls, and I'm sure it's not just because they're pretty. It's probably also because. Since they are the least deformed, they are the most likely to be viable. And even these women who are, he's choosing, like, the best of the best or whatever, even a lot of them aren't able to, or any of them at this point, right? Like, because,
0: do we know if he's got a lot of kids?
3: Sorry, it's well, been a while. I mean, don't remember. He
0: doesn't have a, quote-unquote, worthy heir yet. So he does not have a perfect child. But yeah. how many, perfect chil- how many childs does he have? Well, well at least three. three that yeah, that we know of.
1: To adulthood.
0: But I would argue there's probably many, many more. Well, at least well, a handful.
4: Rectus
1: uh,
0: erectus.
3: Oh oh those are his kids. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah Rectus Erectus, Scrotus,
1: and, and Corpus Colossus. Gotcha,
3: okay. I thought someone had said maybe during the last minute that they were Joe's brothers, but they're his kids.
1: They are his sons. Gotcha. It's
3: been a while.
2: <laughs> you kind of figure to go back on the fertility kick. I mean, if someone who can menstruate doesn't, you're reproductive issues, right? So if you're starving, yeah,
0: so yeah, reproduction no tampons, is a thing. No problems. Yeah, yeah no. reproduction is a thing that happens when everything else is taken care of. If you can't take care of your own body, you're not going to have offspring.
1: So that pretty much brings us to the end of this minute. So come back on Friday because we'll get to see the DAG spot some trouble on the horizon. We'll see that Max is not satisfied with the level of service he's receiving and Furiosa is going to pull the trigger with a head-on approach. The Mad Max Minute podcast is a fan project by Rick and Julia Ingham.
0: The Mad Max franchise was created by George Miller and Byron Kennedy, is presented by Kennedy Miller Mitchell Productions, and distributed by Warner Brothers.
1: Mad Max Minute is produced and edited by Rick Ingham. Our opening music is Verdi's DSEA by Daniel Bautista of DanielBautista.com.
0: Our home on the internet is madmaxminute.com. You can follow us on Twitter at MadMaxMinute, Minute, like us on Facebook by searching for Mad Max Minute, and join our Facebook listener group, Mad Max Minute Beyond Microphone.
1: If you'd like to support the podcast, visit madmaxminute.com, where you can see what's in our Public store, join our Patreon, or even donate to the show to help us keep the tanks full.
0: Thank you for joining us for Minute 35 of Fury Road. We'll see you next time.